Welcome to another mini-episode of the Superpowered Fancast. Uh, my name is Darren. The reason why we're posting a mini-episode this week instead of a full one is that one of our merry band of four got married this weekend. So we want to give a heartfelt congratulations to our friend and colleague Danny and his lovely wife Kristen as they begin the next step in their journey together. So until we're all able to get together again for our next episode together, which I assure you will be all about Captain America Civil War, we will be uploading mini-episodes. Now, we all saw the movie together, and some of us saw it again alone or on their third viewing since it opened. So, again, until we all get together and tell everyone what we thought, what we enjoyed, and speculate on where Marvel is going next, I'll try to keep everyone informed about some of the many things in the realm of geekdom or nerddom, nerddom that we all enjoy. So, as always, we can be reached at our website at www.superpoweredfancast.com. A superpowered fancast is all one word. Our Twitter feed is at superpoweredfan, and you can reach us by email at superpoweredfancast at gmail.com. So, please rate and review us on iTunes and let us know what you, what you like, what you don't like, what we can improve, uh, any ideas you may have. We'll absolutely read them. And, uh, and talk about them on the, on the next episode. So Saturday was free comic book day, and as I was getting ready for Danny's wedding, I decided to pop into my local shop and pick up a couple of titles. So I got the Steve Rogers Captain America and Civil War II, and for purely nostalgic reasons, Rom Space Knight. Now I also grabbed a couple of Uncanny X-Men and some Mark Wade Flash comics. I'm pretty sure a few of these might be featured in future back issue segments just because they're very nostalgic to, you know, the Flash when I was growing up. Some of my favorite stories. Now, as far as uh, upcoming news and uh, features, I'm sure some of you have read some of these, but these are just things that that I found interesting. So later this month is the premiere of Preacher. On AMC, and that's May 22nd. Now, for those who don't know about Preacher, it's based on the comic book series by Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon, and it's about a small town Texas preacher named Jesse Custer, who, after being possessed by a supernatural creature named Genesis, goes on a search for God who's missing with the help of his former girlfriend Tulip and an Irish vampire named Cassidy. And it it is as weird as it sounds, but it's incredibly it's an incredibly well written book. As far as uh, other items to note, uh, while we were waiting for the movie to to start, we got to see the newest batch of trailers. And while I won't get into all of them, I'll give you my opinion on a couple of them. So Ghostbusters. Now, ever since I was a kid, I have loved Ghostbusters. And when a new movie was announced, I was immediately on board. Now, I know a lot of people were up in arms about the fact that there was an all-female cast, but that doesn't bother me. The only thing that's that's slightly bothering me so far is what's currently in the trailer. And it's a little thing, and it shouldn't it really affect my enjoyment of the movie, but it's just a little thing that's 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 um that's that's getting to me. Now I think all all four actresses are hilarious, and I can't wait to see them on the big screen. My issue is with the crawl at the beginning of the trailer, where they reference, you know, 30 years ago, four scientists saved the city, blah, blah, blah. 
So my question is, what is the movie trying to say? If is it a sequel to the original Ghostbusters movie or is it a reboot? Now, if it's a sequel, then why do they seem to be reinventing technology and vehicles that would already exist in that world? Like, why would they have to create proton packs or create an Ecto-1 if, there's, if they're already there because it's a sequel? So, if it's a reboot with an all-new story, then why is there a crawl referencing what the original Ghostbusters did 30 years ago at all? I mean, it seems like they're trying to have it both ways. So, I mean, just it it's a little confusing for me trying to decide what they're, you know, what the movie's actually about because they don't seem to be trying to commit to anything. So, the next one we saw was Alice Through the Looking Glass. And while we're, <laughs> we were all sitting in the IMAX theater <laughs> waiting for the start of the movie, I can tell you a lot of people jumped because the next thing on the screen was a 15-foot Tim Burton head appearing in front of us. Because it reminded me of the Star Trek The Next Generation episode, The Nth Degree, where the Enterprise gets shot into the center of the Milky Way and they meet the Cytherians, who are just giant floating heads. That's literally what a giant 15-foot talking Tim Burton head <laughs> made me think of. Because when they say high definition, they mean it. You could like clearly define every line on the man's face. Now, I enjoyed the first Alice in Wonderland movie very much, and visually the sequel looks amazing. I'm still a little on the fence about it because it hasn't really hooked me from a story standpoint. Like, There's a lot of beautiful elements to the trailer, but I'm just not getting a sense of what the story is about. So another trailer that looks great um, is Jason Bourne. Now, I love the Bourne movies. They've always been entertaining. So it's going to be interesting to see where they take the character now that he has all his memories back. Now, Warcraft was another trailer that we saw. Now, I'm interested in seeing this film, but from the collective reactions of almost everyone else in the theater, I might be in the minority. Now, it isn't to say that they hated the trailer, but there wasn't much collective interest. Now, I know I'll be there, but whether or not the other three-fourths of our group will be there remains to be seen. So that's the end of the trailers. As I said earlier, our next episode back will focus heavily on, and probably primarily, on Captain America Civil War. So as far as other recaps, I guess we'll, have to, we'll all have the ones that we want to do, and will be the focus of our individual mini-episodes. So, barring... <laughs> trying very hard not to talk about Captain America Civil War I'm going to talk about some other stories from this week that, that interested me so uh, Gal Gadot has finished filming all her scenes for the Wonder Woman standalone movie now I don't know if this means that the production is officially wrapped but it's a good indication that they're done with uh, what's called principal photography and they'll probably get together later in the year for reshoots or any, or what are called pickups. Now, I don't know all the movie jargon. I don't work in the industry, but I've heard those terms enough to kind of understand what they mean. So next, uh, Claudia Kim, who played Dr. Helen Cho in Avengers Age of Ultron, has been cast in the Dark Tower movie. Now, I am a huge Stephen King fan, so any casting or any uh, news I've, I hear about uh, the Dark Tower movie, because I've been waiting so long for it to happen... I immediately, it immediately perks on my ears like a dog. 
So what's interesting about this casting is that in the original novel, The Gunslinger, there really was only one female protagonist, Allie the Barkeep in Tull, that I can remember, apparently. Uh, apparently, uh, Claudia Kim will be playing uh, Ara Champignon, which is kind of a bit part compared to the importance of the character's husband, Charles. Now, I'm not going to get uh, into everything about the character because I'll give you the opportunity to go ahead and read the book yourself because I definitely recommend it. So The Punisher is officially getting a spinoff series from Netflix and I am completely on board. There's so many different stories that can be told from the point of view of Frank Castle and so many differing levels of intrigue that can be written about. Punisher is definitely a character that can cross from one world to another and his presence in the Marvel Universe that has the Sokovia Accords and an as an operating document means that the Punisher could be facing more than just going up against the mob. So this is something that I'm extremely happy about that I'm willing, <laughs> that I'm currently uh, willing into existence. Um, IDW uh, is a comic book company and uh, the writer Joe Hill are adapting his comic book series Lock and Key as a TV show. Now, those in the know are aware of the fact that they attempted to do the same thing in 2011 and got as far as filming a pilot episode, which had an amazing cast and looked amazing, but never made it to air. The fact that they're trying again and have the author as an executive producer gives me hope that I might be able to see this series come to fruition. So fingers and toes crossed because I really love Lock and Key. And again, this is something else, something I would definitely recommend checking out. Um, Wolverine 3 has officially begun production and is confirmed to be rated R. So I'm expecting lots and lots of hack and slash from old man Logan this go around. Like I'm getting sick and tired of not seeing him kind of go at it. Almost the same way he went, he, he, uh, he fought in X2. That's what I want to see in the next Wolverine movie. So Academy Award, Golden Globe, and two-time Grammy Award winning composer Michael Giacchino will be scoring Marvel's Doctor Strange, directed by Scott Derrickson. Now, the reason why this is interesting to me is because, one, if you know me, you know I love um, movie scores. I love instrumentals. Um, but Giacchino has written a score for Lost, The Incredibles, Star Trek, Up, Super 8, and most recently he did the score for Inside Out and Jurassic World. Now, after months of speculation and a casting call that spanned all of Hollywood, we officially have a new Han Solo for the Star Wars spinoff film starring everyone's favorite scruffy-looking nerf herder. Now, Alden, I might be getting this wrong, and if I am, correct me, but, you know, Alden Ehrenrich has been cast as Han Solo. Now, I'm unaware of his work myself, and I haven't really seen him in anything uh, other than an episode of Supernatural that even I can barely remember. So perhaps someone will be able to enlighten me on who he is. Now, the film is being directed by Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who are the men behind 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street, and the Lego movie. So we'll see how that goes once they start production on that. Uh, but I'm absolutely on board. The Sci-Fi Channel has greenlit a pilot for Damian Kindler of Sleepy Hollow fame and David S. Goyer, the writer of Batman Begins, Man of Steel, and Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, 
a for a new series titled Krypton. Now, Krypton would follow Jor-El's father as he tries to redeem the shattered reputation of the House of El while trying to save the world from chaos. I know that's kind of a generic crawl line, but you know that's kind of pretty much all they have out there <laughs> to find. But uh, I think it's interesting that it's going to be about not Kal-El or Jor-El, but Jor-El's father, because you kind of want to see why it was so hard for people to <laughs> believe Jor-El when he was trying to tell them that the world was was their world was coming to an end. Now, I don't really have much of an opinion on anything else about it, especially since, unfortunately, the sword of Damocles hanging over the head of this series is that everyone on the planet is going to die when the planet explodes. But, like anything else, I will reserve judgment. Adam McKay, director of Anchorman and Big Short, is going to direct a superhero movie. Now, after Edgar, the reason why this is uh, interesting to me is uh, after Edgar Wright's departure from Ant-Man, uh, McKay was brought in to help rewrite the script, and there was a lot of speculation that he would end up directing a Marvel movie, but he's actually chosen to direct a movie based on the comic book Irredeemable by Mark Wade. Now, I love Mark Wade's work on The Flash, so I have read the first couple of issues of Irredeemable and I may actually have to deep have to dive back deep into it and just read the whole just read uh, the whole series but in a nutshell Irredeemable tells a story of the Plutonian who is regarded as the world's greatest superhero who one day snaps and starts murdering millions of people as his former superpower team tries to find a way to take him down by enlisting the help of his supervillains so, that's all the news that I found interesting so far this week. Now, if you have any suggestions for stories that I may have missed, please let me know. I mean, this is a collaborative ec- uh, effort. I want to know what people think. And uh, just and so I don't <laughs> sit here on many episodes just kind of rambling along. I'd like to actually kind of uh, like to actually read comments uh, on the air as well. Um, but... What I do want to tell you is just a little bit, a little blurb about uh, Game of Thrones so far, and I'm not going to try not to spoil anything. But I've been increasingly impressed and interested in this season, especially as someone who is where everyone else is with no book to reference. And I just finished episode three uh, last night, and it was a little frustrating but enjoyable. So it seemed to start a, this new threat. It seemed to start new threads for many of the characters. Uh, that we've been wondering about, like Rickon Stark and others. Now, on a personal note, <laughs> I sincerely wish that I left my last job the way that Jon Snow left his. So, um, thank you all for listening, and please let us know what you think by rating and reviewing us on iTunes, leaving a comment on our website, www.superpoweredfancast.com, or emailing us at superpoweredfancast at gmail.com. I guarantee that we will respond in a timely manner and more than likely we'll read your comments uh, or I will read your comments on the next mini episode or on the next roundtable episode that we have. So I end this mini episode in the immortal words of Jon Snow. My watch has ended. Thank you.